being an incubator in our community, it's brought focus and visibility. Some of these conversations are really uncomfortable, but we still have to have them. We brought together a group of unusual suspects. It was people that really should be in the room. Instead of our numbers dwindling as we move from meeting to meeting, our numbers are growing. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, because yes, you can do good, but if you focus, you can do great. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Vitalist Spark podcast. I'm your host, John Ford. Thanks for joining us for our third crack at peeling back the layers of a new effort here in Arizona that we call the Live Well Arizona Incubator. Vitalist has spent two plus years so far talking about the elements of a healthy community and four goals for change, as well as curating resources at livewellaz.org. In 2018, we collaborated with the Arizona Partnership for Healthy Communities to establish the Live Well Arizona Incubator to take things to a whole new level, specifically to help facilitate creation of more place-based cross-sector collaborations focused on community health and well-being. In a nutshell, the idea was to identify early-stage cross-sector community health projects and provide technical assistance over time using a series of full cohort face-to-face meetings, but also by providing a facilitator slash coach slash consultant for about 10 months to help each project develop its new collaboratives, and also to produce a solid strategy and work plan going forward. So how's it going so far? That's what this third of four Vitalist Spark podcast episodes will explore. Today, we're tackling the experience and progress of the Cobra Valley Collaborative, located in the Globe Miami region. So get ready, because we're about to reflect on and delve into what makes the incubator tick and get a close-up look at the nuts and bolts on-the-ground work that's required to make community change in order to improve health and well-being. And like always, it'll happen in about the space of your daily commute. So let's get to it. Listen in as we sit down with Linda Odonetto, Economic Development Director for the City of Globe and a crucial catalyst for this incubator project. It's time to learn about the Cobra Valley Collaborative's growth and the incubator's impact. So let's start at the beginning. Describe what your project is with the incubator in Globe Miami. Our project is to develop a strategic plan that is focused on housing, education, and recreation, we're calling it quality of life. We brought together a group of unusual suspects. It was people that really should be in the room when we're having conversation as as to how can we show people how amazing that we think our community is and what it could be. So we brought 18 people into the room and had a really great frank conversation. Work they were already doing, work they would like to do, where they could see Globe in five years and 10 years, and what were some of those barriers. And the same three barriers came up in that meeting that has come up in every other community meeting I've been in for the last five years. And that's housing, the state of our local education, and recreational opportunities. They've been coming up over and over again. So the question became, how do you work through those things? And that's where your application to the incubator came through, right? Exactly. What could we be doing to enhance the work that's already going on with those three pillars? And how could we deepen that conversation? Because there's already been work that had been done. That was some of the feedback. I sat in on that group you know, X amount of years ago. They did a study. It sat on a shelf. And I'm sure we're not unique to this, but 
you know, that conversation came up several times. You know, it seems to us like, I guess our issue is implementation or what do we do with that plan once you have it? And <laughs> this is not your issue? Thank God. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is everybody's issue. This is hard, messy work, especially when you're building broad coalitions. Speak a little bit to how the incubator has helped with that. Being an incubator and, and especially working with Adrian, in our community, it's brought focus and visibility on these three topics. And it's brought people to the table that maybe haven't been asked to sit at the table before. You know, even though they're out there doing the work and they, they show up at events and meetings and, and they're helping to get it done, but to sit down and, and go through a strategic process because some had never done that. And Adrian does it in such a way that she asks probing questions that really engage the people that are in the room. And instead of our numbers dwindling as we move from meeting to meeting, our numbers are growing. Some of these conversations are really uncomfortable, but we still have to have them. By the way, we should actually mention that Adrian is Adrian Udarby of Pinnacle Prevention. So hi, Adrian. I hope you're listening. No, Adrian. Uh, Adrian's your coach. One of the aspects of the incubator is how to facilitate your way through some of these things in a way that's accountable. Do you feel like that is actually playing out in what you just said? It sounds like it is. Yes. Which is this notion of how do we not get stuck because we're holding ourselves accountable and holding our other stakeholders accountable? Exactly. I, I think it's it's given us the tools that we need to do this work while we have the resources of the incubator and with Adrian's facilitation. But how, how do we continue it? How do we keep this conversation going? Because, you know, we're not going to fix it in the time that we have together as the incubator group. We're going to need to be able to go to these stakeholders that are definitely not feeling the warm and fuzzies for us right now, but to show them that we want to help them. We want to be a part of what takes us to that next level. This is a big, long project. And that was the whole thought behind the incubator at the beginning was, we know these are long-term things. We know we need to build a collaborative power in places. That was really one of the goals of the incubator. The whole idea was take something that's really early stage and help it get itself mm -hmm. on its feet. Do you feel like that's happening? By the way, you're only halfway through, but what do you think? <laughs> I do. I, you know what I feel that it's done for us is each of the, the team members that we have, we call ourselves the steering committee for our collaborative. I have worked with each of them individually, but we've never worked together as a group. What the collaborative has done, the incubator, was to bring together these champions and, and give them the tools that they will need to go out and work our three pillars, because it's, it's a lot for one person or two people, but each of us, you know, we, we check in with, with each other. We trust that the other is doing the work to further our project along. And they're the perfect champions to be in it for the long haul. You hit on a key word there that I want to explore a little bit more. You talked about trust. I know you all know each other already, mm -hmm. but has the incubator helped foster a sort of collective trust that is part of that momentum that you feel right now? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And trust is so important for us to, to have those really uncomfortable, frank conversations that we need to have. And, and it's not just, you know, the four of us. I feel that we're building trust with each of the participants in our work groups. Like all the, all the stars seem to be aligning. And even if we're not on the same side of the issue, we're definitely willing to listen to the other side and, and consider their perspective. So I think that 
trust is building. And as we meet, we become more and more comfortable. So like the first meeting, it was kind of like that first date. It's kind of awkward, kind of uncomfortable, but then, you know, you break the ice and then the next time you come together, it's easier. You're more productive. And so I think that that's what this process has given us is the space to have those conversations and to keep the momentum, which is what we need. What might you identify as some of the tools or learnings that you've received through the incubator that will sort of help keep the stars aligned over time? To me, this is easy to answer because I just had this conversation with Thea and Robin yesterday. Those are two of my teammates. Having those uncomfortable conversations, acknowledging a group or a person's past hurts and and why that's important. Even if we feel that, yeah, yeah, that's like a past issue. Let's, how are we going to move forward if we keep coming back to that? They're still feeling that. It's still a hurt. And, and we need to acknowledge that, allow them the time and space to voice their opinion and so that we can move forward together because we can't be a train. We can't just railroad everybody we don't agree with. So I think that's probably our biggest takeaway at this point. And sometimes getting out of your community and going and seeing what other communities are doing and hearing their obstacles, some of their frustrations, that puts things into perspective for you. One of the groups that's participating in the incubator, the South Phoenix group, and had to do with their elementary schools. And I can't think of the topic at the moment, but just knowing that another group, another community has gone through things and sometimes work through them, we can take that what they've learned and utilize it for ourselves. You know, when you're on your own community and you're kind of so deep in the weeds, you know, you don't get that chance to get that perspective. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to go lightning round. First lightning round question. What is in your mind at this point in your incubator experience, the key benefit of being an incubator project? The process. What do you do want you... me to expand on that? Yes, please. I think us as a team and as a community going through this process, being given the opportunity to, is just as important as the final output, which is the strategic plan that Adrian was going to bring together for us. What elements of the process are so key? The conversations, the conversations that we're having in these breakout work groups. I think they're planting the seeds of what our community is going to come together and work on together. We talked about this a little bit earlier where you had said mm -hmm. the uncomfortable conversations that didn't used to happen are happening now. Why? Why now? What's happening? Wow. I wish I... I think we're just ready for that change. We have the right people in the right places. I think that unfortunately we're having some turnover in our, and maybe not unfortunately, maybe it is fortunately, turnover in our leaders at the city level, at the county level, at the school district, our major employers. And when you have new blood, they're asking not new questions because these are challenges that our community has had for 20 years. But it seems to all be happening all at once. And so it's this catalyst for change. The people that are there asking these questions, I think change is not so out of the question. It's not so uncomfortable. So we need to take this opportunity and take advantage of it. True or false, the incubator is playing 
a central role in helping that happen. True. How? Bringing all these, these are our three pillars. And we have conversations in different silos about these three concerns, but the incubator that has led to the development of our Cobra Valley Collaborative has given us the space to have the focus to look at these as they're not separate. So education develops our workforce that is needing housing. Our employers are not coming to the community. They're not putting a demand on housing because of the state of our education. Then we have some people that won't come to our community because one, they can't find a house. There's not enough recreational opportunities for them. And they're concerned about putting their kids in our school. So this all ties in to our community and economic development for our community. I think before we were looking at each of them being their own separate issues, but they're really not. They're linked. When our community is looking at it like that, we're looking at it in a new way. So we're having deeper, deeper conversations. Introduce us to the Cobra Valley Collaborative Steering Committee and what their roles are. My first teammate is Robin Bradford from Freeport McMoran. She is the community development liaison, and she's the one who brought this opportunity to the table for Globe Miami. And she, she has such an amazing perspective of the community. She sits on our United Fund board, so she works with 40 different nonprofits. She sees different programs that are going on across the spectrum and services they provide. So she can bring that layer to the table. And then we have Thea Wilshire, who worked for the San Carlos Apache tribe. She's a doctor of psychology. And sometimes I feel like I'm in a therapy session with her. And, uh, and then she also... <laughs> can tell me why I might be feeling this way or why somebody across the table might be behaving this way. So it's really interesting and fun to have her. She definitely talks me off of a ledge sometimes that I feel like I'm on, you know, Mm -hmm. like you had said, sometimes we do get frustrated and, and so she can help in that way. She's so passionate about what she is focused on. She's really pushed me to look at what I'm involved in and to look at my focus. She says, you know, you're very capable and that's why people come and want you to join their efforts. But just because you can doesn't mean you should because yes, you can do good, but if you focus, you can do great. And I have it tacked to my wall because I need to be reminded of that very often. My last team member is Rose Domlin. She is a neonatal nurse, mom of three, one of my best friends, huge community advocate and volunteer. She is part of our largest youth nonprofit group in the community. They serve uh, nearly 2,000 children through sports programs. She has such clarity of the happenings in our community. And maybe it's because she's not originally from here. She, she married a local guy. They're raising their family here. So sometimes she can cut through all the BS <laughs> and really say, okay, I think this is why this is happening. And, and usually she's right. Great women. I'm so honored to be a part of their group and feel like we have planted the seed of great work to come for our community. What does the fourth team member bring to the table? Oh, myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I forgot about myself. I, um, I, I think I'm the dot connector. I think that I can see things from that 30,000 foot view level. I mean, I've only been here at the city for two years. I come from 
the private sector. I come from Main Street. I had a family business that, that I moved back to our community to take over after my dad became sick. And I just, I loved being back in my community. I loved being able to jump right in, to be a volunteer and to be a driver of projects and send my kids to the school that I went to and to know my neighbors and to go to the grocery store and, and have a great conversation while I'm in line and instead of like avoiding eye contact. So it's um, definitely the connection to my community is important. Now I'm part of local government. In my mind, I can see how all the gears can be working better together and the people that are driving those gears, bringing them to the table and having conversations to bring on new partnerships, and which we have. And that, to me, is the most exciting thing to do. So I think we've built such a great, strong team of very committed community members. And Adrian pointed out, she says, you know, every time I go to your community, it's proven time and again, your community is run by strong, passionate women. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Thank you, Linda. Your dot connecting, passion for your community, and your ever-expanding network of cross-sector collaborators are all contributing to exciting possibilities for the Cobra Valley area. Stay tuned. We've got one more episode headed your way that provides a unique take on the incubator, on its community, and what it takes to improve community health and well-being via cross-sector collaboration. To make sure you get each episode when it's released, be sure to reach into your podcast app right now and subscribe to The Vitalist Spark. As always, remember this. With great responsibility comes great power. We'll see you back on the road to well-being soon. Thank you.